it, it's, little, it's an attention grabber. A little candid banter. Kojak did an excellent job last week. Well, I'm just I'm just a content factory in the fact that like when my synapses start firing, firing and kind of just black out, and I kind of just start saying shit, and like the filter just goes away. So like, I guess this is good. It's not like a live show. If this was oh, a live yeah. show, I'd probably be like in jail. Yeah. yeah. Boy, Speaking about take- jail, I almost went to fucking jail today because of fucking Xfinity, dude. Un. Yeah. All right. So, so, so the one day that Kayla and I get snowed in on a Tuesday together, right? We're both working from home. Unplanned outage by fucking Xfinity. Go on the yeah. website. We're working to upgrade your service area. So there might be outages, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dude, are you fucking serious? So I call in, dude. We're out of, we're out of fucking, we're out of uh, Wi Fi from uh, 8 30 to fucking noon time, dude. I call in. <laughs> And I, uh, bro, I get a fucking hour and a half wait time. So I'm like, fuck that, dude. Fuck that. So I do the oldest trick in the book, bro. I call back and I pose as a new customer. Dude. And me, dude, it was it was offensive yeah, how flawless. fast I got to a person. Flawless. And you know what, dude? That person was literally two doors down from me, dude. They were local, yeah. if you get what I'm saying. They were yeah. local. And, dude, he immediately, immediately, like, caught on to me right away. He caught on to me right away. Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, there's, like, an outage in my area. Like, I'm a prospective customer. Like, I'm looking to see, like, how fast, like, you guys, like, get through these fucking outages. So I just wanted to see. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No problem, buddy. No problem, buddy. Puts me on the same fucking hold I was on before. Hour later, the guy's like, yeah, your shit's going to be on in 45 minutes. And then, like, I was on hold longer than I was, like, waiting out. Dude, it's so aggravating, though, because they have you by the balls. Like, dude, if I don't pay my bill next month, they're just going to cut my Wi-Fi off. No, they're like, even if it works or not. Yeah. No, you could be a valued customer for years. You mess up one time, they they, they beat your ass over it. But dude, and I it's just... like, I'm, a, I'm an existing customer, and they don't even pick up the phone. But if I want to give yeah. them, if I want to be a new customer, they're like, yeah, here's here's Doug right away. Right away. Yeah. Yeah, no, they'll answer the phone with, did you try plugging it? unplugging it and plugging it back in no i'm a new customer oh well good evening how are you this morning we do cake and coffee every wednesday what is your issue who would you like to make how much money would you like to spend with us dude if you yo if you work for like spectrum or like verizon fios or any of those companies that are a competitor for xfinity like hit me up and you will get some of the (laughs) best free advertising of all time we will pull wash anything that comes our way that it competes with xfinity because it's a monopoly it's a monopoly it's un-american the way that that business operates the way that there's a lack of competition in the area 250 dollars a month for basic cable and internet are you fucking serious are you serious ridiculous. dude you know how much money dude that's like that's like 10 grand a month on the my floor of my building alone like get the oh, fuck yeah. out of here bro oh it's nuts dude it's nuts. And then you call in, bullshit. they'll be like, oh, well, you can always go to another provider. Wait, we're the only provider around yep. you. Yeah. 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 Oh, let, me pay, let me pay eight grand. <laughs> let me pay eight grand up front to get fucking Verizon Files to cut a fucking line into my fucking house instead of just, oh, dude, it's so, it's so aggravating, bro. It's so, oh, we're, we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong line of work. You ever see those oh, guys come in and, and do the install? It's a little every, drill. They put a wire oh, yeah. in. And say, oh, how yeah. you doing? And he's three and a half. He's three and a half hours late to do a half hour of work. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Dude. But, smells like stale but, cigarettes uh, and farts when he walks in the door. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> not even a Comcast van. It's like one of the vans with the fucking magnet on the side sitting contracted by Com- yeah. by Xfinity or whatever. Are, are you with Comcast? I don't, I don't know. My buddy was not going to make it. So I showed yeah. up. <laughs> Somebody gave me a hundred bucks in an address and I just showed up here. What do you need? What do you need? Yeah. Oh, Comcast? Yeah, I can give you yeah. a drill. Was, you got a drill? I was on my I was on my way to Dooley's and they, they said they needed some help. <laughs> so I just came through. Oh. 
Dude, but bro, and the best thing is, is I pay X amount, right? And then every fucking commercial for Xfinity on TV has a lower price than what I'm paying. <laughs> Exponentially yeah. lower. Actually, yeah. it's like going, it's like going to the fucking car lot and you're like, all right, 50 grand for this car. I'm like, all right, cool, that's a deal. Go home, first commercial on TV. Hey, look at this same exact car you just bought for 40 grand. You're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, yeah. oh, new deal. Fucking $99 a month for fucking cable and internet. And I'm like, what? No, I like. I had the thing happen with me, the cell phone provider. I won't mention names, but I signed up for a new oh, cell phone plan. Out. Air their ass out. Oh, it's T-Mobile. They've been good yeah, to me. Fuck but them. They, fuck them. They, fuck fu- them. they fucked me good a couple weeks ago. I got a new plan with them, happy with it. I get home, the first commercial I see is, you can now get four new iPhone 15s when you <laughs> sign up today. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you go you go buy two iphone 15s you're like ah oh, word this is great next day you're like yeah. two iphone 15s all you have to do is show up here yeah. it's like as soon as i walk out the door they lock it They're like all right all right post a commercial oh jesus dude it's so it's just so annoying they're all the fucking same dude my fucking phone company at&t bill's always different my fucking xfinity have me so fucking have my balls in a vice dude fucking mm-hmm. car insurance fucking all of it dude it's all it's all set up specifically to fuck me joe sure it's all specific they all it all created in a lab let's make these hold times and these annoying people just to piss you off and it works it works no it's south park had it spot on when they're talking about the cable commercials and the cable guy is just like oh that's too bad oh bummer Welcome back to uh, the BTP podcast, Breaking the Plane, episode 15. Uh, we are burgeless tonight. We are burgeless. Um, hold your applause for after the show. Uh, we'll take Q&A after the show. Just kidding. Uh, it's snowing like a motherfucker up here. Uh, his employment requires him to uh, to attend to that. So uh, we carry on nonetheless. We got uh, one of the original three amigos, Kojak. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how are we, pal? Mr. Third Pick 2024. Love that hashtag. And then everybody's uh, everybody's favorite Jets fan, low bar. Everybody's favorite Jets fan, Shiloh. Welcome from the freezing state of uh, Texas. Thanks for having no me. Sense. Thanks for having me, boys. Down in beautiful Texas, currently 18 degrees out. It's going to be 70 tomorrow. Don't know how the fuck that works, but we're, Dude, we're here. Nothing, 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 nothing. The space and how it interacts with Earth, that's just too much for me. It's too much for me. Like it's, wind, wind, like come on. Yeah, no, it's it's just a, it's just absurd how like everybody nonchalantly down here is wearing winter jackets, drinking hot cocoa, and they're like, you want to get a tea time in on Friday? As if it's, like, as if this just passes over like nothing. But, but uh, yeah. Is it like everything grinds to a halt? Like everybody's like, fuck this. We've had two freeze meetings the past two mornings at work uh and it's basically game planning like all right well what are we going to do today what's you guys' recommendations i like i look at christina i'm like you drive you drive yeah warm your car up about five to ten minutes before you leave and then go about your fucking day you go to dunks you get a medium iced coffee you have that in one (laughs) hand you drive to work 
Uh, you got a large eye, seven and seven, and you call it a fucking boner. Dude, shut seven your ugly seven. mouth, dude. That was uh, never a thing. All right, yeah, that's an inside joke. Once, once upon a time, I still think this happened, but it's up for debate for sure because my memory sucks. But I am almost positive Shiloh Van Hill fucking a uh, he uh, ordered a large seven and seven, seven cream, seven sugar from Dunks. It's up for debate. Who? Yeah. Whether it happened is it is it's we'll just leave it up we'll just leave it up for the cons- conspiracy yeah. theorists and the people everywhere who like to do that kind of shit. Yeah, maybe maybe All it right. did maybe it didn't. Uh, allegedly, Joe might have uh, shit his pants at a Wendy's. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> but we're not sure. <laughs> it was a Ruby Tuesdays in that state between us. All right, so let's jump into what we did last week on the episode. We had Hogan on, great guest. We did a live stream with him as well. Everybody who tuned into that, uh, I think Shy was on that as well, asking some questions. So was, shout out to Beefy, morning. Alex Wellington. Shout out to a couple other, uh, a couple other of the boys that uh, jumped on the stream there. We appreciate the interaction nonetheless. Um, so we'll get to our picks last week. We had uh, two of us had a really good week, and one of us did not have a very good week. Uh, I appreciate Hogan being the contrarian and kind of grounding me and Burge in a couple different ways, but the picks were not one of those ways, my man. Uh, one in five, he had the Bills as his only win, and then he picked the Browns, Dolphins, the Cowboys, Rams, and Eagles. So tough day for him. Uh, he knows ball, but those picks were those picks were tough. Those picks were tough. Mm. Solid logic behind every every one of them, though. I listen back. But um, let's see. And then Burge and I pretty much were just chalk. Um, the only way we differed was he picked the Steelers, which was his loss, and I picked the Rams, which was his loss. Everything else uh, was uh, in the green. So. Podcast starts off ten and two in the in the postseason, which is pretty good. Coming off an above five hundred uh, regular season, which uh, I think Shy contributed to that. So I think if Shy lost mm-hmm. that pick, we would have been under five hundred. So I did a mm-hmm. recount. I counted all the hanging chads. I went to Nevada. I protested, and I came back out on top. We won. Uh, we won by one vote. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Um, did you guys? Did you guys say you were ten and two last week? Yeah, ten. Me and Birds is- were ten and two. That is unreal for how much surprises we saw over this last uh, this Super Wild Card weekend. That is yeah, impressive. and we picked them outright too. We put we picked um, we both picked the Packers outright. We both picked the Bucks outright, and we both picked the Texans outright. That's nuts. Yeah, That's those nuts. were all like those were all two, three plus point favorites. I think the Bucks were mm-hmm. the Bucks were like a, I think the Bucks were like an eight point underdog, and the Packers were like an eight point underdog. What, I think the Packers game, were a ten. What game shocked you more, the Bucks, uh, the Bucks Eagles game, or the Packers Cowboys? Um, probably the Bucks Eagles. I think yeah. I, it, I think the Bucks. I think they're not. Neither of them were surprising. I think, to be honest, I'm not just saying I, that because I picked the right team in both games, but I think you, the writing was on the wall for both teams. I think the Packers one was was uh, very surprising. It's nothing against. I know they've been kind of rising up in the last couple weeks, but. To have them go up twenty six nothing in the first half, like no, I don't think anybody saw that coming. The Eagles and Bucks game, I felt like everybody kind of felt the Eagles are going to go down in shambles at some point. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be this early in the playoffs, but uh, I wasn't, I wasn't running through a wall shocked that uh, that it happened. But the Packers won. That I I would never have bet on that game for it to come out like that. I was shocked. I was I was more surprised how the how good the Packers looked. Not that they won the game. I guess that's I guess that's how I can put it. 
Like, I'm not surprised that Dallas shit the bed and lost that game. I'm that's that should be the least surprising mm-hmm. thing about the weekend. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely yeah. I, I think you're right. I think to watch them go up 26 to nothing, how prepared that team was, how bought in every fucking facet of that team looked. So I mean, not to shit on your boy, but I mean makes Aaron Rodgers look like kind of a dickhead. I mean, that's largely the same roster as it was last year, right? It's a, yeah, no, absolutely. But it's it's just like with anything. It's it, whenever you'd make an adjustment. Uh, whether it's better or worse, like it's going to throw other teams off. It's going to get that current team into a different, different method. Um, I don't know. I even think of a couple years ago with the Colts when, uh, when they fired their head coach and put Jeff Saturday in mm. Jeff Saturday start was the head coach the next week. They won, I believe their first or second game of that season. And then after that, didn't win another game. Like yeah. I feel like any sort of adjustment can throw a team off in a positive and negative way. I mean, look at the Raiders, right? I mean, they they named Antonio Pierce, and they were a totally different fucking team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now they're not. They haven't interviewed him yet. (laughs) Isn't that dude? He might interview with the fucking Redskins before, bro. That bowl cut, dumb motherfucker, bro. Like, (laughs) talk about hitting the birth lottery, dude. That dude is like the guy that like the the bomb. That, that, that birth lottery is equivalent to the bum who finds a dollar, goes and buys a $1 scratch ticket, and it hits for a million bucks. Like, that is the birth yeah. lottery that that nincompoop got. It's so fucking crazy. Such a good use of the word nincompoop. I don't think of anybody else now other than Mark Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring that back because I think I'm getting shadow banned on Twitter because I'd be swearing so much. So yeah. instead of calling people fucking idiots and shit, I've been calling yeah. them nincompoops. So I think that that's like a little bit – it's like so childish that I don't think there's any like – filter against nincompoop you know yeah. what i mean no, that's like a little yeah that's like a little uh like a brain missile missile like some you'll call somebody a nincompoop and they'll be like all right i'm not gonna report or anything <laughs> yeah. a couple of days a couple of days later they're gonna be like the fucking dude called me a nincompoop the other day like, just let yeah just let it just yeah just let it <laughs> marinate in his head for a couple of days <laughs> but yeah uh but the ego like taking it going to over from uh the the the, the love love to the Stroud to maybe the other side on stroud um that game um well what, what was the other game we were talking about the bucks eagles the bucks eagles and then the packers, uh, Cowboys. Yeah, packers yeah the, the eagles the eagles game i don't know i have cj Stroud on my mind i'm psyched mm-hmm. to talk about him but uh the eagles game i thought was i thought you could see that coming from a mile away i don't think the eagles looked right for dude even when they played the patriots the first game of the fucking year i was like dude there's something not right about this team but it's a classic young quarterback loses his oc looks different mm-hmm. bro they couldn't fucking block to save their fucking lives I think losing AJ Brown and being able to key on the running game and kind of like double Devonte Smith and kind of like go go elsewhere with the coverage. So oh, yeah, yeah. I think they're I think they were a front running team. We said it all year, but uh, I love to get your take on this shot because we've kind of beat the me and me and Birds kind of beat the piss out of the uh, the birds every fucking week. <laughs> go birds! Uh, no, they 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 they've had the they've had the fraud alert on them for quite a bit. Uh, I know a lot of times everybody's been saying the Dolphins this year, which I'm not not backing up on that. Uh, they are definitely frauds too. But the Eagles are the team that the Cardinals, the Steelers, years before us were, where they started off really hot. It was like these guys are untouchable. And then more, more than halfway through the season, we started seeing the losses pile up. By the time they got to the postseason, they were in a lock. They were in a lock to make a push. Most people were probably doubting them to begin with. You see the Steelers; they got their ass kicked by the Browns the first game. They're divisional because they got the first round bye. But uh, you see the Cardinals; they get knocked out immediately. 
It, it just looked like it looked like everything was crumbling after week ten for yeah. the Eagles. And what um, was that Giants loss like week twelve or thirteen? Uh, like they yeah, beat them, they beat them at the end of the season, and then they were they were like ten and one, and then they went like one and five down the stretch or whatever. And I think one loss they were one and one against the Giants in like six games. Yeah, I think I think I think after even even a little later, I think after the 49ers uh, beat them. Yeah. Um, when they went onto that rough patch of facing tough teams, like they looked so good in the beginning of the year. And then you had to kind of remember who they were playing. They played a Cowboys team in the beginning of the year that was still a little banged up from the first couple weeks going into the season. And then you see them what happens afterwards after San Fran, they get their ass beat by Cal- by the Cowboys who I know some idiots thought that they couldn't lose back to back games and even bet on them. But um <laughs> <laughs> Don't know who would do that, but yeah, they they just dude. Nothing's text. better than getting the fucking eleven, uh, the twelve fifty five text from you, bro. Here's an eight leg parlay that, and here's ten bucks. I'll give you two hundred bucks if we win. Oh, dude. <laughs> no, that was my that was my Jets, which dude. And if they won that fucking game, bro. Dude, if they won that fucking game, knowing that bet on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but here, I wanna... things, take my money. I want to go. I want to. I want to. I think there's an overarching theme here. We can end this kind of uh, talk. These these couple games talk with with the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys both have loaded rosters. What do you think? What do you think the plan forward for each of those teams? And do you think they're similar? Do you think both coaches are gone? Do you think either one is gone? What do you think? Uh, I was gonna say. I think. I think this is gonna be the fastest a head coach has been fired after making a Super Bowl appearance. I think Sirianni might be. Yeah. I think Sirianni might be gone. I think there's a boatload of candidates for a head coaching job that Philly might make. Might make a pat. Make a uh, a jump on. I think Vrabel uh, is one Thursday, of them. Seventy one years old and a property owner on Nantucket, Massachusetts. That could be an option, man. That could be an option. The you want to see thing- me hanging by a belt? <sighs> I won't do that. Bro, <laughs> Monty doesn't listen. Um, We're good, but dude, Bill, Bill think, and Philly would be nuts. Bill in either of these spots would be nuts. Because Bill's not going to go to a rebuilding team right now. He he wants a team. You that's interview with the Falcons though, which is so weird. It's got to be I leverage. Know, I didn't even know he did that, but yeah, I think Sirianni is definitely in a hot seat right now. Um, Mike McCarthy, he should be in a hot seat because it's kind of becoming the same thing every year with him now that it was with Jason Garrett. Um, I just don't think Jerry's going to pull the trigger on that. I think he's going to try to make some sort of adjustment. Whereas um, the Eagle Eagles uh, front office, they have a lot of decisions to make. Because I don't know if you've seen their free agency list right now. They have, I I want to say at least a fourth, maybe a fifth of their uh, of their starters free agents right now. With two or three of them, one already retiring, two more probably retiring as well in Wayne Johnson and Brandon Graham. They're on year 13 and 14, all with the Eagles. Uh, They know this is kind of, this was their last year to make something out of it. Um, I think, I think with all that being said though, with the amount of priorities and a lot of decisions they're going to have to make this off season, they might just want to start fresh altogether and kick Sirianni out of there. True. I mean, I'm going to, I was going to look at Bill, Belichick. Oh my god, I fucked up the screen layout. Here we go. <laughs> I knew I was gonna fuck mm-hmm. something up. I shouldn't have done that. Um, uh, there we go. But um, 
Yeah, I thought there was at one point where even after the Cowboys lost, that Bill was had better odds to retire than he was to go to the Cowboys. So part of me like is part of me is like scared that Bill is gonna go um to one of these like loaded rosters and then win a championship just like fucking Tom Brady did after mm-hmm. the one after the uh after he like left the Patriots. So I think that um the worst case scenario for me and for most Patriots fans should be one of these two teams we're talking about. I think that yeah. Bill is a great guy to build an offensive line, even though the Patriots sucked the last couple of years. I think Bill is a good guy to bring in a good O-line guy and do and build a good offensive line. And then when you go to the Cowboys, I think that team just needs discipline and coaching. I think that team just needs to be put in a better yeah. position to win the game. I don't think that you can rely on the players to make those to make those kind of decisions, I guess, at the end of the game that McCarthy kind of like leaves to the wind. Like there's some like game management stuff down there that just doesn't put them in a position to win. And then also I think if you let Belichick maybe pick the next, quarter, next quarterback in Dallas, because I don't know if they're going to – Dak's price tag is getting yeah. kind of steep for the performance in the playoffs. So I think – but to be totally honest, I think in, in Dallas, I, I, I think you're right about Philly especially with like their young QB. And like I said, they have a loaded roster, but they have some rebuilding mm-hmm. to do. But yeah. um, I think in, in Dallas, it's more likely that um, we get a quarterback change instead of a coaching change. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's just the, you mentioned that uh, Dallas just needs to learn how to like discipline and like uh, just coach better. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way that you can coach consistency because that's literally all that Dallas needs. True. Well, I think that attention to detail and like, I think attention to detail and some, I think, I think you can, you can coach consistency in like level of operation. You know what I mean? Like buttoned Mm -hmm. up level of operations. I don't know about effort and like actually playing well, you know what I mean? But I think you can affect that a little bit. Cause out of every team in the NFL, you'll see like, the Cowboys, when they're on, they're fighting. They're fighting to be the number one team in the league. Agreed, like when they're totally. on, yeah. when they're on, they're on, they're, their offense, every part of their offense, their defense is elite. Everything's working. Special teams, coaching, and you'll see them blow teams out forty to nothing, thirty to ten, and then lose to the Cardinals. Yeah. And then the next week, be like, oh, sorry, that was a hiccup. Go back to destroying people, and blow then lose the to no names. Yeah. Yeah, lose the no-name teams and stuff. It's Murder it's just Kojak un- in cold blood. Yes. Oh, at Dallas Stadium. <laughs> oh, God, that was amazing. Dude, so these are Bill. So this is eight hours ago from Fox Sports. Next team odds for Bill Belichick. The odds on favorite right now, the Atlanta Falcons, which not would not have – that would not have been at the top of my list. But it goes Atlanta, the Chargers at plus 450, the Commanders at plus 600, any other team in the NFL plus 600. And then um, the Titans, Panthers, Giants, Saints, and Jets. So they don't even have odds for the Cowboys anymore. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I would be. I would be. It would kind of fucking suck if he had to go to the fucking the Falcons. But I mean, Tom had to go to the Bucks, and he made it work. So you never know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I, I, I don't understand why the Falcons are the best, are the are the favorites. If anything, the Chargers should be the top of them. If it's not a playoff team in the next couple of weeks. I just think that uh, I think being on the East coast matters to bill. He's fucking 71 years old. So yeah, that's true. Atlanta's <laughs> Atlanta is like one of the easiest places in America to travel anywhere from. There's probably a shitload of direct flights to Boston. Dude, I'm not even, I'm imagine, not even kidding you. This no, shit matters. Ima- no, just imagine freaking big bill in the ATL just buys a gold ass chain. 
Dude, he shows up. He shows up too. looking yeah. like fucking Paul Wall, dude. I would fucking. Oh remember. yeah. Him and Ludacris uh, come in with the big arms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so. That's too good. Oh uh, shit. Bill somehow has cornrows, even though he's balding. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Too drinky sipping. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the piece of resistance yeah. this weekend, dude. The Lions win fucking their first playoff game in 30 years. You had grown men crying in the stands. This may, this mm-hmm. game makes me feel great for Jared Goff. I think he gets a little bit of a monkey off his back after after that trade. Um, I have I have a little bit to say about that trade in a second too. But um, yeah. yeah, I think this was uh, I think I picked against the Lions here. I thought this was the classic letdown spot of a veteran playoff uh tested team going on the road to play the 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 new upstart kind of like cinderella team um Mm -hmm. you've seen the patriots kind of you've seen the patriots play spoiler like the like the rams do in this situation a lot of times uh specifically the chargers (laughs) um but yeah what are your thoughts on the lines here in their first win in 30 years in the playoffs i went i went into this game first of all congratulations to them 30 years like that like I can re- I can relate to that. I know the Jets have won a playoff game in the last 13 years, but overall, my entire life, they've been in a mediocre to bad situation. So I was very happy to see it happen. When I when you see that dude in the crowd crying at Ford Stadium, like I felt that. Like I was like, you know what? Good for you. Hope that's me someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I went in, I went into this game thinking that the Rams were gonna win. I thought Matthew Stafford coming home. Um, they just picked it up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He, they just picked it up in the last couple of weeks. I even, I remember you uh, a couple months back saying that you wouldn't be shocked if the Rams squeaked into the playoffs still, they just started playing more consistent. Puka Nakua was going off that nobody else thought that was going to happen. Um, but no, I went in fully confident until they put the camera on Barry Sanders and Eminem posted up. On the sidelines, I knew the Lions were going to fucking win. I knew it. Jared Goff played his balls out. Like, he didn't even play – he didn't even play good. Played he his just, balls he out. Played, Fuck yeah. He, he played exactly what he needed to do so the rest of the team could keep up with him. I'm around St. Brown. They, they just have such He's a so fun He's so fucking team. good, dude. He's so you, fucking you, good. You can't hate them. And I said it a couple weeks ago on, on this podcast. I don't even think NFC North uh, rivals to them. I think it's hard for them to even hate this team. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about the uh, the hit on Higby? That's becoming an issue with every tight end. It seems like you saw you saw Hawkinson have that happen to him. You saw Laporta happen to him, and then even uh, even in the Bucks and uh, Eagles game in garbage time, you saw Goddard got the same hit. And Gronk if you got, add, Gronk got lit up on one of those hits like, like ten years yeah. ago to J Ward. And I know we're focusing on the helmet to helmet hits and hitting ab- hitting above the waist, but. Uh, I bet if you interview every every tight end in the NFL, they'll probably take take a higher mm-hmm. hit than taking those hit than taking those hits to the legs. They're they're you, disgusting. You, they're disgusting. Do you think that's a dirty play? I don't think every single one is, but I think that specific player making that specific play and how it played out the last two weeks, I think that's. Yeah, I don't know if it's intent yeah. to injure, but I don't think. I think there's a lot more you can do to bring down that player. Then fucking launch your crown of your helmet at the inside of his knee. No, I understand. I understand that, but it's uh, I, I think it's just a confu- I think it's a confusing thing because plays like that where the tight ends doing either a ten yard post or a slant in the middle, 
you 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd see that player get laid out from a defender leaving his feet. And now you get in trouble for that. So I think it's just a confusing, it's confusing situation to be in as a defender because you're not knowing how you're supposed to hit. And we're seeing that these plays are getting away. So until they start cracking down on this kind of tackling now, it's just going to keep coming. I agree. I just think if there was any kind of like attempt to wrap up or like keep your head up or like anything besides like using your helmet as a weapon on the knee, like this specific play, I think is different than most plays like this. Cause I even like, I think the TJ Ward play that where I was talking about with Gronk, I don't, I I don't, uh, the play last week with the same player, I think was a little dirtier, but like, there's like, there's, there's, there's plenty of clean hits like this. Cause I think dude, if you hit him anywhere in the leg besides the knee, that that's might maybe not a season ending injury. You know what Mm. I mean? A foot higher, yeah. a foot lower. Like if you're aiming, like if that's me on that play and I'm and I'm aiming to like trip him up, I'm aiming way lower than right at his knee. You know what I mean? Like his knee's planted. You know what? I, I don't know. Like I know it's a legal play. I don't think you got there's no way you can outlaw that play because I think that would you're we're, we're taking it's, so far from the away from the game. It's a legal play. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be an illegal play. I just think that it can't I don't know. I think they're I don't want to say intent to injure because that's you like think, that's fucked up to say, but it's you could you could you could have made that play differently. Exactly. Yeah, you could have made that play differently. And the, the important the important thing to think about is, yeah, it looks it looks ten times more dirty when the when the uh, when the broadcaster is showing it in slow motion. We have to remember that this is a fast paced game. Um, a lot of times, a lot Same of times, I don't PI. think these, everything looks like PI yeah, in slow mo. I don't think these defenders can really react as quick when they find out, like, oh, that tight end slipping off the defender. I have to go get him now. He catches the ball. I got to get him down no matter what. Without oh, hitting yeah, him he's probably thinking, well. I have outside contain because we're yeah. in man coverage. Probably cover two. You have outside contain. You have a crossing yeah. route, a, a, a free-running crossing route. And you're like, if I don't mm-hmm. make this tackle, this is going to be a huge fucking yeah. game. You know what I mean? And all of that that you just said, that's in like a three to four-second period on the field. Oh, maybe so not you even. Got, yeah, exactly. By the, by the time that he catches the tight end, slipping off and going for that pass he has to be in motion yeah Yeah. no i no i agree it's it's an an unfortunate it's just unfortunate that's just what it comes down to it's like the hip drop tackle dude like what do you want these fucking guys to do you have fucking muscle hamsters you have dudes like derrick henry like fucking running the like at running back like 6'2 250 pounds yeah and you're expecting people to fucking tackle him at running full speed like, dude, mm-hmm. you. I think the hip drop tackle, I think there's – I don't know if there's anything you can do there. These low hits is nothing you can really do there. But, I mean, at some point, like – at some point, like, I, I, I think the same way with the concussions and we can kind of get into the whole what happened with Stafford. But, like, mm-hmm. at some point, these are these are grown men making millions of dollars, like – like, Let him hit. There's there's inherent risk in playing football. Like if we're talking about mighty mites and six and seven year old kids, yeah. Let's talk mm-hmm. about let's talk let's talk about safety. Let's talk about let's put more of an emphasis on safety. But like, dude, these guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger every year. And if the more you legislate safety into the game, the more it, like it takes away from the product. It's it's not it's sometimes it's not a direct correlation, but at some point there's like a diminishing return about like how you can how safe you can make the product. Yeah, well, it's a it's becoming a lose lose situation because you're either you either a hit the fuck out of somebody, you jeopardize a penalty or a fine, and your team suffers from that, or you try to ease up a little bit, you get put on your ass and made made a meme on social media Josh and Allen. a pussy. Yeah, Josh Norman. Oh no, the Josh Allen oh. one last night. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Night. Yeah. Yeah. 
like you you either try you either try and you get in trouble for it or you don't Josh try Norman, as yeah. much and you get put on your side i thought you were referring to josh norman getting stiff armed into idaho uh, against uh, derrick henry have there has there ever been a a brighter and quicker flash in the pan than josh norman no, you're like, saying what? If there's that, a like what? flash in the pan, like a one-hit wonder, like has there anybody been so good for such a short period of time? No, he was bad. He was bad on the Panthers, and then in practice, Cam Newton choked him, and he became an All-Pro cornerback. <laughs> and then a year later, got traded to the Redskins, and did nothing. What if it was? What if it was all in a? What if it was all in a? Uh, what if it's all in like uh he was all in like a uh, uh like a trip like if he's like he's actually yeah. in some kind of coma since and then like as soon as he came out of it he fucking sucked yeah. again or maybe yeah. he got hit by Cam Newton he was nasty and then he got earholed yeah. by OBJ when he was on the Redskins and now and then he sucked yeah yeah oh yeah Cam tried to choke the MVP into him and then OD <laughs> OBJ just took it out of him <laughs> um but no uh, we're, what are you talking think? about. Oh, what do you think we're, about Stafford? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, you go first. No, I was going to say, we're talking about hard hits. Tell me you saw the Friermuth level against the uh, against the Bills. I know I know the Steelers lost the game. Up the middle, absolutely yes. leveled yes. Bills defender yes. to get yeah. the first down. That is like, I hate, I hate when nasty hits or trucks like that happen with a team that loses because it never yeah. gets talked about. I if know, Steelers came back and won that game and it started with that, we would never hear the end of it. It'd be the yeah. Derrick Henry, Josh Norman. But uh, what were you going to ask? What do you think? So do you? All right. So I have uh, two more things I want to get to. I because we I want to get to I want to get to the rest of the games and look at next week, and then uh, yep. we'll finish up with uh, QB Catfish. But um, mm-hmm. the one I want to get to in this game. What do you? There's two things I want to get to. I think uh, I want to get to the officiating, and I want to get to uh, the hit and. St- curb stomp of uh matt stafford which one you want to hit on first oh let's go with the hit on stafford that was uh... so so and i think if we when i when i talk about this i can kind of parlay it into the refs so first mm-hmm. of all i think somebody said like i think it was feidelberg they were he was basically like you could have you could like say like oh no it was a tweet it was a tweet it was like Puka, how many – or Matt, how many fingers am I holding up? And he just goes, whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> that's the NFL's concussion protocol. Like, they yeah. just, like, fucking go back in. I think there's a possibility he got the fucking wind knocked out of him and he was, like, <gasps> like doing one of those things. But, uh, first of all, that's roughing the passer. I don't know why Matt Stafford always gets fucked up, dude. Shout out yeah. to Matt Stafford. I know they lost, but shout out to – he's a gamer. I know he comes off as a little like oh, frat boy, party boy. Man. Like he's a tough motherfucker. I remember he he threw that winning touchdown pass on the uh, Detroit line with a separated fucking sh- throwing shoulder. Yeah. So he's a oh, bad yeah. he's a bad dude. I like I like Stafford. I think he played wicked good down the stretch of that game. And I think he it was a couple. I think it was a couple penalties and a couple mistakes by everybody who wasn't him that kind of did them in in that game. But yeah, he made I it think, a game. No, I totally yeah totally agree. Yeah. He was he was balling out. Um, but I think that's a missed call for that goes the Lions way. And then you have the Puka Nakua non-call on the last drive where they do that little hook comeback route. And it's, I thought it was clear PI. And then oh, on the yeah. other side, I think that on the other side, they gave, um, I forget what it was, but there was like a down the stretch of that game. There was like three or four calls that went the Lions way. So like, I know they got fucked against the Cowboys and shit like that. And I mm-hmm. think, um, 
that might it's not really coming back to bite them because the Cowboys are so horrible. It's such a fucking oh, it's such a sweet, sweet, sweet loss. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I, I think that this is giving me Team of Destiny vibes. They're starting to they're starting to get they're start a lot of shit starting to fucking fall into place. They're starting to get all of the fucking calls. I think that um yeah, I think you saw it there. Like I said, down the stretch, it was like three or four in a row that went like right, bang, bang, bang. We're all for the Lions. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. All the way from Stafford to the refs in that game, Shy. Um, yeah, I agree 100%. That was roughing the passer. Um, it's, it sounds like a broken record now talking about this every week, but it is getting annoying not being able to know what is a roughing the passer and what isn't. Because you're seeing some court. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing, you're seeing some quarterbacks get the Jordan rule. And then, um, I know he's not playing the best, but I'm a Jets fan. I watch the Jets play all the time. I watch Zach Wilson get murdered on a field and it doesn't go anywhere. And then two hours later for the late game, I'll see, I'll see Pat Mahomes. I'll see Josh Allen. I'll see somebody else get hit half, half the intensity and get a 15 yarder. And it's just Josh Allen shit's crazy because he's six fucking seven, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The way that he runs too, if he gets laid out or a helmet to helmet, he deserves it a hundred percent. I'm sorry. You're six, five, you're six, you're six, five running head, diving head first for a first down. I mean, as a, as a fan of the sport, I love the commitment. It's awesome to see. As a fan of the Bills, if I was, if I was a fan of the Bills or a teammate of his, I'd be like, no "What the way. fuck are you doing? Yeah, run out of bounds or slide." Yeah, we'll try to get the extra one or two yards after. Um, you, I'm like, I know you're larger than ninety percent of defensive backs, but please get the fuck down. But it's yeah, like that's exactly. what makes that's what makes Lamar so impressive, dude. Is he's so slight, but he like he doesn't take a lot of big hits. He doesn't put yeah, himself in those compromising situations. His jersey's clean all the time, but um, but yeah, no. Back back to the uh, the Ram, the Rams and um, the well, the officiating at least. Um, I have I have a unpopular opinion. Get rid of the instant replay. I feel like it ruin. I feel like it ruins the games. Like just have a sky getting- judge, dude. Don't have the challenge. Don't have all that shit. Just yeah. just have somebody in New York looking at everything all the time and make a decision exactly. on the fly. Don't show it. Just don't show the instant replay because all it's going to do is piss off everybody watching the game. Just let it happen and let us think like, oh, maybe it was pass interference. Maybe it wasn't pass interference. I feel like the the replay has ruined the NFL. One thing that EPL does get right or the European soccer gets right is the fucking sky judge, dude. They just have a fucking guy watching fucking everything, dude. Watching everything. Mm -hmm. And I also think, dude, I think there should be – I think in the last two minutes, if there's a personal foul or if there's a PI that's more than 10 or 15 yards, that should be 100% reviewable. Not challengeable. Not challengeable. I don't want fucking coaches wasting challenges on PI making four-hour fucking games like they have in college football. Like, have a sky judge. If if they miss some guy getting yanked the fuck down, like, fucking call it, dude. Like, it's it's so cliche. We have the technology. We have the technology, Mm -hmm. Jim. Like it's just aggravating. Uh, it, it's, and it just comes down to like, I it's even if it's not like, it makes everything look rigged. Do you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the incompetence and like, it might just be that ju- it just so happened that the lions got the last three of the calls and that's how the incompetence went. You know what I mean? There's incompetence yeah. and there's a 50, 50 chance that you get fucked by it or one team gets fucked by it. You know what I mean? And it just so yeah. happens that the lions got fucked by all of those like down the stretch of that game or the lions benefited mm-hmm. from those down the stretch of that game. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, they're, it's, it's like, I they're... just think that, yeah. It's like they're keeping tallies in their back pocket. Like, all right, we screwed the Lions in the Dallas game. We got to make sure we don't do that this game. It's well, I get like, that in men's league basketball because if you call every fucking foul, 
it's going to take five fucking hours and you got to be like, all right, well, I'm not going to call a foul. Just call out of bounds on that guy. We'll go the other way. But this is the NFL, dude. This is like, yeah, I lost a bet. All right. I lost a bet. I bet on the fucking Rams. (laughs) I bet on the fucking Rams. All right. You want my fucking Coke? You want to say anything about the Lions? I know we've been they've been a sweetheart of the podcast. So you got any thoughts on how the Lions played last week? No, I love listening to you guys. You guys are great. Um, I didn't get to watch that game, to be honest. I didn't get to watch a lot of football. So I didn't, I didn't really get to see. I'm happy they won. Okay. And, uh, anyway, uh, Joe, uh, so what were you we saying? All right. <laughs> see ya. Uh. But, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I'm glad. I'm just glad that, like, like Cody, I said, that's like, that's even though he didn't fucking watch the game, that's literally no, the best analysis. No, but, dude, it's, it is the best analysis, dude. I'm glad they fucking won. More Lions content. Let's get more Lions on the mm-hmm. docket, dude. I think the Lions winning is beneficial for football, the city of Detroit. I think it's beneficial for the NFL. This podcast, a lot of a lot of other football podcasts everywhere, Sports Talk Radio, I think they're a good mm-hmm. story, dude, especially with Dan Campbell. The, oh, I want to bring this up, bro. So we were talking about the fucking that hit. Dude, guess who was on the 2009 Saints that had the bounty gate? Wasn't Dan Campbell. It was Dan fucking Campbell. It was Dan Campbell, yeah. Dan Campbell was on the fuck dude. Dan Campbell was getting paid to injure motherfucker. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna implicate him like that, but let me get my aluminum hat on. Oh dude, I'll buy dude. I doubled up. I doubled up. Yeah, I got Reynolds rap, brother. Oh, yeah, but no, that's just a good little nugget to throw in there. All right, let's get moving on yeah. here. We're lagging behind. Well, I run a tight mm-hmm. ship here. None of this fucking loose cannon shit like Burge. Burge fucking allows. Miss you, buddy. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's do let's do a quick uh, Bill Steelers. I think we've we've talked about this game a little bit. We'll finish up with Chiefs Dolphins, and we'll look ahead to next week. Uh, Bill Steelers, this game played out exactly how I thought it would. Steelers got shitty quarterback play. Bills kind of jammed it right down their throat. Played good defense. Made a couple mistakes, which made the game close kind of at the end of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter there. But they, I think the Steelers were kind of at arm's reach at the uh, at, at kind of arm's length the entire game. What do you think, Shad? Um, I don't know. I think both uh, I think both teams ended ended the game exactly how they should have. Uh, Bills should have won this game. Uh, they've been making a push the last couple weeks, too. Uh, they're kind of rallying up right now. And the Steelers, they went farther than they should have this year. So – this was a good. This is a good year for them. Mike Tomlin is another season as a uh, winning record coach, um, but the the Bills were the clear were the clear favorite in this game. Josh Allen was on point. I know a lot of people are giving him shit for that fake uh, for that fake uh, slide. slide. Oh, Michael Vick there. does it like it's fucking mad no four, and everybody yeah. goes nuts, dude. But Josh yeah. Allen does it. Everybody's fucking pissed. It was sick. I don't care. He it he, was cool. He had, he hezied. I don't even know if you want to say he tried to slide. He hezied, went forward, trucked someone, and then ran 52 yards for a touchdown. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, he um, still had to run 52 yards faster than all the other players on the field. Like, people also it, forget that. <laughs> like Exactly. It's <laughs> not like he just, like, faked it and they were like, all right, yeah. touchdown. You fake the slide. Touchdown. Like, he's he's come a long way from the Moe's run at the Combine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god the most Amish 40 yard draft 40 yard dash yeah. of all time but uh i thought this game was very interesting uh mason rudolph not the greatest quarterback in the world but he didn't give up which i thought was cool like started the game off with no touchdowns interception ended it with two touchdowns like he kept them i don't want to say he kept them in it because he disappointed but like he he did what mason rudolph could have done in that situation and 
on a team that shouldn't really have made the playoffs. Oh yeah. And I think though, I think their effort and how they ended that game and how they fought in the second half is going to keep uh, Tomlin's going to keep his job. Absolutely. I think he's, I think he's, I can't believe people were speculating. I I know this is a bearish take and we're shitting on him while he's not here, but I don't think he's going fucking anywhere. I think that's more about, I think you get him a top flight quarterback, bro. And you can, dude, he's shown, bro. If you have big Ben, he's shown he can keep Le'Veon Bell and AB happy at the same time. Okay. You think Mm -hmm. George Pickens is fucking light work. Bro, you have mm-hmm. fucking it's like it's like it's not even fucking close to the like the the amount of psychopathness like that you, oh, yeah. you like the difference between AB and George Pickens. And I think mm-hmm. you, you give George Pickens that's the perfect guy who can who's going to go nuts when you get a like a really good fucking quarterback. He's a good he's a good route runner, he's a good downfield ball uh downfield jump ball guy. Like yeah. you get him a veteran quarterback. Dude, imagine if like the imagine if Joe Flacco went off for like that team. You know what I mean? I think he would have had a 260 yard game just like fucking Amari Cooper. Anyway, oh, yeah. this is uh yeah, I think this is such a chalk game that we can kind of move on here. Yeah, I thought it was good. Well, well, speaking speaking of Burge, I know he's not here. I was looking forward to bringing this up, but uh, uh, the Bills are on something right now. I yeah. think I think this game next week with the Chiefs is going to be very interesting. And speaking of your boys up in the Motor City. I know the obvious right now oh. is Baltimore and San in San Fran. It's very likely. Boys, we could be looking at a Buffalo Detroit Super Bowl. That would be dude. I'm saying it here. That and, would be the best super fan slash fan base matchup of all time. Oh yeah. And to get to get Burge riled up a little more, Bills get their first Super Bowl. If that happens. Dude, imagine if like imagine if Josh Allen wins the Super Bowl before like Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, like the, all those guys. That'd be nuts. That'd be pretty. That'd, that'd be, be pretty. It'd be uh, unreal. I don't know. I, 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 you're right, dude. Von, they're getting they're, they're, they're giving me the same vibes that I was talking about with um, yeah. the same vibes that I was talking about with Detroit when they got all this yeah. off. They got it. They got that. They're back. just they're just rallying right now, and it'd be funny to watch Von Miller just nonchalantly win a third Super Bowl with a third team. That would be, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, Wait, who, who won one with the Rams? The and the, the Rams, the Broncos, and then it would be yeah. Wow, that's that's impressive. All right, well, we beat that game to death, but yeah, yeah. first you're on, I guess you're on notice because the Bills don't suck, which is very concerning. <laughs> um, speaking of a team that doesn't suck, um, do you think the Chiefs are going to ride their D all the way to the championship? <laughs> Did you see that video? <laughs> River is just true. Bro, dude, I don't no. know who it was, dude. He was going off about KC and he was like he was about to hand it off to like Maurice Jones Drew, who was like sitting next yeah. to him. And national was, television. Yeah, dude, this is on live TV, national oh, yeah. television. And he was just like, uh, do you think Kansas City can ride their D? Like they're gonna ride their D all the way or something like that. And it just pants to Maurice Jones Drew and he's just fucking looking at the guy. <laughs> Did you well no, did you guys see the uh a couple weeks ago, it was um, Tom Pelissaro talking to uh, Garofalo about just Justin Tucker hitting sixty-yard field goals. He meant no. to say banging sixty-yard field goals, and he just says, "He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like Justin Tucker banging sixty-year-old sixty yards." <laughs> <laughs> and then the same thing pans over to Garofalo, and he's just like, "I got to take a call." <laughs> yeah, I gotta. I need a fucking no. minute. That's so fucking no. funny. Then, oh no, the dude, best one. Yes, the, yeah, I the think best, 
the best one is um, Mel- Melvin Gordon when he was uh, testing free agency or being traded, and Diana Rossini, I believe. Yes, yes. Was like, yes, was like, yes. was like, well, of course he wants to get out of the AFC West. No, no running back wants to go into the red zone with Von Miller coming down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Pause, Kojak. Can I get um, a pause? Yeah. Pause. <laughs> uh, it's like getting slammed on the BTP podcast. You got to throw a little pause. Yeah, I'll finish you off later. Oh my! God. <laughs> we'll plug it up at the end. Oh, oh, we're plugging this thing up. We're plugging this thing up. Shout yeah. out, Steve. Sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, let's. So I think this is this is this is everybody hold it together. Everybody hold it together. You hold it the fuck together right now. Uh, He's holding them together. Oh my God, he's clenching. Is what he's saying. Um, <laughs> Does it have a light Chiefs, on it? The, no. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. All right. It had a diamond on there. But um, let's put this behind us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna. I don't yeah, even know if you cut this. But um, that was great. <laughs> this game is chalk. I thought this is exactly what happened. I think as soon as you saw that the Dolphins were going to negative 30 degree temperature, I think you knew how this game yeah. was going to go. Tua looked like ass. The Chiefs defense, the Chiefs D looked real big and nice. So I think uh, the Chiefs oh. are winning in different ways than they have the last couple of years. And I cannot wait for this Allen's Mahomes matchup. Oh yeah, it's much, it's much overdue. Much overdue from that from that one that we had. What was it? Twenty twenty one, I believe. Was it the comeback? overtime one? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God. The fourteen second comeback. And then twenty twenty yeah. was the AFC championship. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I, I felt like la- I felt like last uh, no, their last it? matchup. Their last matchup was in a divisional round, just like how yeah. this one's gonna be. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. it just kind of see it kind of seemed like going into the playoffs or at least going into that round. Though both those teams, I believe the Chiefs still made a run, still made a run, either won the Super Bowl or lost to the, um, the lost to the uh, to the Bucks. Um, I think these two, I think this Bills and this Chiefs team are the best out of their past two or three meetings in the playoffs. I think this is going to be a very exciting game. I agree. I love that Rishi Rishi or Rish. I don't know how to fucking say his name. Rice Rashid Rice. Yeah, dude. He is what a nice little find by the fucking the KC. Like they needed that. Yeah. Needed that. Well, he was on TCU, it. right? When TCU made that run. Please let me had, Kojak, please look Quentin up Rishay Rice's college. Right. Had, dude, I let me nail this. Had, let me nail they this. Had Quentin, they had Quentin Johnson. I know that. I don't think he was SMU. Definitely SMU. SMU? Let's see. Who I'm gonna is. go SMU. Both Texas teams. SMU. I fucking Let's suck, go. dude. I suck. Let's go, dude. It was like, a three-letter acronym to, in Texas. When it go, dude. When it goes to freaking, when it goes to drafts, I'm, I'm a weed at drafts. The Yo, goat makes no speaking sense. Of, speaking of uh, wide receivers in the draft, not Marvin Harrison Jr., but I like that kid, Wuze from Washington. He's nice as fuck, dude. Eighty-seven yeah, receptions uh, in fifteen games. And the and the guy on the other side of him, Polk. Both their receivers yeah. are going to be. And their running back who was hurt too. Yeah, what was it, Johnson, I believe? I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this game, I think uh, Dolphins are frauds. You're not going to pay Tua. You're $70 million over the cap. You got to find a different solution at quarterback. 
You're going to have mm-hmm. to pay Jalen Waddle. You're already paying Chubb. You're already playing Ramsey. So I think you're going to have to, they're going to have to nail the next like three or four drafts to stay relevant, to be honest. I think McDaniel, you definitely have to keep McDaniel. I think if you give him like a really good veteran quarterback, I think mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins it would be great there. I think Baker Mayfield would be great there. I think you need, I think you need more of a mistake, like a, a quarterback that's just going to straight up make less mistakes. Like even like, even like a tier below that. Like I think that, I don't know. Tua, Tua is just, I don't know. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I, I don't even think, I don't even think this, the, the problem is that Tua makes mistakes. I think that he's just unable to adapt to anywhere else than 85 and sunny, which is a problem. Yeah. Perfect conditions. It has to be. For yeah. Him to be like yeah. Effective. He has to have perfect conditions, perfect receivers and a perfect offensive line. Yeah. He didn't <laughs> have any, he, he had, and, it was over five yeah. on Sunday yeah. for all of those. And cat, and casually not get hit in the head and decapitated and then play the next week. All those I fuck things with he's fine. I fuck with Tua. I do, yeah. I don't I don't understand the hate that he's he tough gets, guy. Dude. Like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. He's doing I just gang think signs that, on the ground. Oh my god, dude. All right. <laughs> on that note, let's 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 move into uh who Mahomes is playing next week and uh his first road playoff game. So uh we'll look ahead to next week. Uh the we'll we'll start kind of where we, like I said, where we just were, Mahomes versus Allen in Buffalo. Mahomes' first road playoff game ever in the NFL. That'd be wild. Um, isn't that a crazy, dude, that is a fucking yeah. crazy stat, dude. Yep. Yeah, the only time he's traveled in the playoffs was to the Super Bowl. <laughs> huh. That's, That's kind of badass, dude. I hate That's I hate crazy. that all the New England people, a lot of New England people are like just rooting against the homes because he doesn't like to like not break all like the Patriots records and shit like that. It's like, dude, like, Tom is a different fucking beast. Like nobody is going to be that dominant for 20 years. Maybe mm-hmm. Mahomes might rip off like six, like five or six Super Bowls in his first like 10, 12 seasons. And then I guarantee there's going to be a fall off. You there's going to be a fall off. Yeah. But his Mahomes' like ability and like winning quotient that I think that like people like Rogers and like Phillip Rivers and like, like people like that, like lacked is like crazy, dude. He's like, he has, I don't know. He has just, he has it, dude. You know what I mean? Like he processes oh, yeah. the game at at such a high level, and he like makes the players around him so much better. Like Isaiah Pacheco and Rishay Rice are their two Rashid. best players. You know what I mean? Rashid Rice are their two best players. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. Those are two guys you picked up. Those aren't high draft picks. Those are guys you picked up in the middle yeah. of the draft. Now Mahomes, when even when you watch Mahomes play, he, it just looks like he slows down the entire field. Like he's able to, like. I don't know. Everything else, every other quarterback that I see, whether they're good or bad, it just seems like it's frantic. It's it's running around, scrambling. Like Mahomes is kind of like, I'm just gonna chill here. One of these guys will be open. That guy has a hot dog in the third row. Okay, touchdown guys. <laughs> like it's just the most nonchalant. Even when he feels pressured, like the sidearm things are cool and whatnot, but like he just knows how to he knows how to be mobile enough that it's not gonna hurt him, but it's gonna help his offense advance downfield. Yeah, and it's like, dude, he doesn't like sc- – he scrambles for a purpose, and it's like a purpose is to push the ball down the field. Like he looks like a – he looks like a toddler that like steals the remote, and he's like just like stumbling around, like weaving in between people. Like you really yeah. kind of don't know – he's he doesn't need like any platform to throw off of because he has such an arm talent. He's all over the place, and then he yeah. just makes this fucking dart throw like over a defender's outstretched arms on the sidelines or across his body with his left. It's just – it's impressive to watch. And I think yeah. that – I think in Allen – is dude, this is like these are like 
I don't care about the officiating or anything like that. That might've been questionable to get this to fucking happen. But like, we need more of these matchups, dude. We need Mahomes and Allen to play in the playoffs every year. We need Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow yeah. to play in the fucking the playoffs every year. We need these guys to play every year. Like, that's why I'm glad, glad that guys like CJ Stroud and Jordan Love are having like these successes. Yeah. It's like, we need these matchups. And dude, it sucks when you, dude, there was what? One fucking good game. Like the Lions Rams game is like one fucking good game. Everything else was a blowout this weekend. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Bucks and the Eagles game, but dude, you, the writing was on the wall that whole fucking game dude like that you knew that game wasn't exciting that wasn't a good game you know what i mean at least the lions and the rams game was a good game it was a good finish i believe yeah i believe if we're talking about all the other games the the next closest game was the packers and the cowboys because the cowboys came back and that was still yeah, a 15 or 18 point deficit yeah. Yeah, 48 32 or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I hope we get some good games this weekend. I have a feeling um, I think we will. I have a feeling this game's gonna be great. I hope I hope it's just like I hope it's 20 degrees. I hope it's zero fucking wind. I hope Orchard Park is fucking rocking. And I hope it, mm-hmm. the KC goes in there and rips the heart out of that fucking stadium. Because that was my favorite thing to see Tom Brady do back in the day. Going into somebody, dude, remember when Pittsburgh had fucking Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie? They went 15 and one. And the Patriots mm-hmm. went into Pittsburgh. They won like 42 to three or some bullshit. They blew him the fuck out. Rodney Harrison is fucking walking the last 10 yards in on a pick six. Like, dude. That's mm-hmm. that that shit's fucking awesome. If it's gonna be a blowout, if it's not gonna be a close game, let me see, let me see the Mahomes drinking the tears of the Bills fan. Like if the Bills <laughs> win, I hope it's a really close, like really, really close game, like a really close, exciting yeah. game. Like that's how I hope the Bills win. But if it's a blowout, I hope it's the uh, I hope it's KC just going in there, unbuckling their pants and taking a yeah. steaming dump on that giant buffalo in the middle of the field. Oh yeah. No, it's gonna be exciting. I don't see I don't know what the spread is on this game, but it can't be too much. Spread on this game is Buffalo minus three. Yeah. Oh, give me the points, brother. Give mm-hmm. me the points. Um, yeah, that's I think it's going to be – I wonder if that will move. I think it's going to be a – I think it will probably move towards – I, I get That will probably be closer to a two, two and a half, two oh, by kickoff. Well, we, have to, we have to figure out the weather for this, for this game now too because I, I, I think it's supposed to snow again. 20 that, degrees, like- partly cloudy. That's what it says for right now. Yeah. But I don't know if that's right now. or yeah. Yo, uh, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about it before. We were talking about the Lions before. But we can kind of use this as a transition over to uh, the Lions and Bucks game. Yeah. Um, dude, guess what the get-in price at Ford Field is for this fucking game? Ford Field, divisional round. The get-in. I have no idea. Let me in hear Detroit, it. Michigan. Remember, you're still in Detroit. 400 Five- bucks. Dude, yeah, four uh, five hundred and twenty dollars get in price. Last row of the stadium, last seat. Five hundred and nineteen dollars get in price. That's how this dude. That place is going to be deafening, deafening. I think this is kind of. I I see the Bucks. I see the Bucks. Uh, oh, let's pick that first game. So uh, give me the give me the Chiefs. I want the Chiefs outright. The Chiefs with the points. I like the Chiefs in that matchup. Chai, what do you got? I want. I I love Pat Mahomes. You know I do. I'm gonna go Bills on this game. Yeah, Those, you the team, the, yeah, you just said what you said. The, yeah, the fit, the fans shoveled out this stadium for their team to dominate. Bills are not gonna let them down, dude. That would definitely yeah, be yeah, us if we were all the fans of the same team. They're like, "Yo, let's take a PTO day and crank beers at the stadium." Oh, dude, hundred percent. Like, and they're gonna pay oh, us. 
Yeah. Oh, you're cold in your office? Do you want to be even more cold in the stadium in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go, give me a pick. Uh, I like KC as well. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. See, Burge, united front. United front. Even when our leader isn't here, we are we are a listless ship. We are a rudderless. We are a rudderless boat. We are a headless dragon. But we still we still pull in the same direction. Fuck the Bills. Go KC. But Shy, I I, uh, I can see totally where you're coming from. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if the Bills just kind of smother the the KC here. Uh, but yeah, let's let's keep talking about the Lions uh, Lions Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks. Uh, the, a lot of their game plan last week, a video came out was fuck it. Mike, uh, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are down there somewhere. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Lions defense isn't great, but they have been showing up, especially when they're at home, that place is going to be loud as fuck. So I think it's going to take away a little bit of the chemistry between Baker and the wide receivers. Uh, I think the lions, I think they're going to, I think there's an opportunity for the the lions to roll in this game. And I also like the over 48 and a half in this game. So I think I like the, I like the lions mm-hmm. to roll in this one. Shy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think the Cinderella story is kind of over for the Bucks. They made the playoffs. They beat the Eagles. That's awesome. Um, Lions are gonna are gonna win handsomely this week. Um, I think I could see it. I could see it even uh, even being like a Lions Saints situation a few weeks back when Lions just jumped out in front by two or three touchdowns. Bucks may make a little bit of a comeback and then Lions just finish it out. Yeah. So. Um... Yeah, I could totally see that. Kojak, you got any thoughts on this one coming up? No, you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head. That was pretty good. I would agree and take the, the Lions as well. Yeah, uh, I would lay the points in this game too. I think they could cover six and a half easy. I think that, yeah, I don't know. I think the Bucks are a great story. I would love uh, Baker Mayfield on the Pats next year. I think that if if Aaron, if you guys didn't have Aaron Rodgers, I feel like you would echo the same thing. He would be a great guy. To, he would be a great fucking guy to have a rookie quarterback sit behind for a year or two. Can we say this does not amount to anything, but I just I was thinking about it the other day. The resume of quarterbacks in Tampa Bay in the last 10 years is so funny. You have Baker Mayfield, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick with the bling on, Deshaun Watson's jumpsuit, you have Jameis Winston eating that dub, and then you just have you just like casually just have Tom Brady come in, win a Super Bowl, and then back <laughs> to like back to just goofy quarterbacks. Like it's the weirdest resume in the NFL. <laughs> didn't uh what Jameis Winston had the first 30 30 season and he yeah. was playing football which is not a good thing so <laughs> yeah okay yeah, through for 5,000 yards that season 5,000 yards 30 touchdowns 30 30 bro remember when like it came out that he couldn't fucking see yeah like how do you make it that far in your career where like 90 percent of your job is to like look at what's going on like you know what I mean like that's like all right you're a truck driver okay you can't see like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you fucking mean, dude? You can't, you had to get LASIK, dude. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, I think Lions roll in this game. I think we're all in a united front there. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into, let's get some of the rookie quarterbacks going again here. We talked about them earlier. Um, so Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are hosting CJ Stroud and the Texans. Uh, Lamar's my pick for MVP. I think he's probably going to be MVP. Every every sports book you look at, he's he's either off the board or or minus five, six, seven hundred mm-hmm. uh, to win that award. So I think well deserved. I think he's had a better season than his first fucking MVP. He's been the most consistent MVP candidate this year. Uh, and I think even if it was not quarterback heavy, I think he's still more valuable to the Ravens than McCaffrey 
is to the Niners and and, and Tyreek is to the is to the Dolphins. I just think he he just does so much for the team. He does he just he, how good they were without Mark Andrews kind of solidified that that opinion to me. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with you on that. I think if we're just going strictly by record, uh, like if from from the beginning of season to the end, if you take Lamar off of the Ravens and you take McCaffrey off of the uh, 49ers, the the Ravens are terrible. The Ravens are like Awful. a top top bottom five team. Dude, they won the thirteen games and Lamar only played sixteen. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. No, I think I think you're I think you're spot on with this. Um, he is going to run away with the MVP. He is the most consistent. It's not even close. Even even if they don't win the game, Lamar's numbers are still pretty good. Yeah, um, well, I hope they. I hope he. This is this is really where I want him to stem the tide. And like, dude, if he beats the upstart Texans and then he beats either Allen or Mahomes to go to the Super Bowl, that kills all the narratives about him not being a playoff quarterback or not being able to perform in the playoffs. And to kind of dovetail off of that because I think that. So I kind of analogy uh, used an analogy last week of running quarterbacks kind of being like free throw merchants in the playoffs. Not to throw mm-hmm. you under the bus, shot, but guys like Harden and Embiid aren't really successful in the playoffs because the game tightens up a little bit. There's more emphasis on, uh, on, on, on physicality than there is like finesse and like kind of you, I don't want to say gimmicks, but playing the game a certain way doesn't really work in the playoffs. And I think running as a quarterback was that way. There's a lot more uh, this year. I I'm kind of contradicting ourselves, what we just talked about with the referee, but there's a lot, a lot more let gets let go. Look what happened to Matthew Stafford. He got fucking knocked the fuck out. No rough in the passer call. So I think that running quarterbacks, physical quarterbacks is not as conducive in the playoffs. I think quarterbacks who have pinpoint accuracy in the middle of the field, who are really good on got to have it plays in third downs are really the successful ones, i.e. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Um, but I think Lamar took a step as a passer this year. I thought he was a very efficient, very accurate passer this year. He elevated Rashad Bateman and OBJ and then backup tight ends to, uh, oh, I think Lively isn't it? I wouldn't consider him a backup tight end anymore. He's a, he's a really good young tight end. Isaiah Likely. Yeah, likely. Yeah, likely. Um, but yeah, so I think this is, it's all out there in front of Lamar. He can change so many narratives this year if he wins MVP and then goes to the, I don't even think he has to win the Super Bowl to change the narrative either. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with that. Um, you you referred to another quarterback we were talking to uh, and related them to a kid running around with a remote. I yeah. Was it Josh Allen? No, it was uh, Mahomes when he does like the half trot yeah. behind the line of scrimmage where you don't know really what, what he's going to do. Yeah, so you're right on that. Uh, I see, I see uh, Lamar Jackson as your dog that has something in his mouth he shouldn't have. <laughs> you, you are not catching him, dude. It is the so fastest your dog will him. ever be will be yeah. with some shits in his mouth that shouldn't be there. It's so funny watching people try to tackle him. Like I know he gets God occasionally, but there's times where he's just threading the needle through defenses and making it 30, 40 yards without even noticing it. The most um, impressive thing about Lamar is it looks like he doesn't try. It looks like he's not trying, but he's like gliding by Guys with like four, three, four, four speeds in the defensive back. It's it's incredible, dude. Yeah, well, it kind of, yeah in in that way in that way of the quarterback play, it's kind of like what I was saying with Mahomes. Like he's able to slow down the game and uh, kind of work orchestrate it how he wants to. And I think he's turned that into being more efficient as a passer this year because I think he scrambled uh, with the limited. I've watched the Ravens, but I've been. Yeah. A, I think you've you've heard on the podcast. I've been a big Ravens guy down the stretch here, but mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I'm a big Harbaugh guy. But I think Lamar has been scrambling to pass this year more. And I think that's where yeah. OBJ and Rashad Bateman have kind of been eating, which is downfield. And I think that 
when they're not designed shot plays and it's more of a uh, kind of improvision and you have that chemistry, I think that's another thing that the, you can show that like the Chiefs do well. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that the more you have that chemistry and the more you have like Lamar, like being the guy but not putting himself in harm's way and also playing the game that's more conducive to winning in the playoffs, hopefully it plays out that way. I really hope it does. Yeah. But I, well, I think C.J. Stroud's going to make this a game too. I don't think the Texans are going to lay down because I think the Biko Ryan's got them playing well. But I think that mm-hmm. uh, rookie quarterback on the road, rookie head coach. So I think it's kind of they're they're playing with house money like a motherfucker right now. Yeah. No, I think this is uh, obviously it's the playoffs. It's winner go home. So it's an important game for any either of these teams. But this says a lot about C.J. Stroud. If they if they do walk out if they do walk out of Baltimore with a win. This solidifies him. I'm not going going down and saying that he's the greatest of all time or anything like that, but like he's he's a he's a good he's a good quarterback in this league. I don't think you can ever take that away from him if he be if he goes into Baltimore and beats him this weekend. Oh, for um, sure, dude. I think, that, dude, CJ Stroud, dude. If you're not one, if you don't, if you're not the Bengals or like the Chiefs or the Chargers or like, there's maybe four, maybe five teams. That you that wouldn't give up their quarterback for CJ Stroud right now, like yeah, I bet I, I can see the Panthers kicking themselves just a little bit. No shit. <laughs> Did yeah. you have a little bit more well, to say about this matchup, though? Uh, no, I just uh, with me talking up CJ Stroud. With all that being said, uh, I still think Baltimore is gonna Baltimore is gonna come in and kill this home field advantage. Lamar, like you say, he's playing the most consistent ball. Um, I, I see them. Most likely going to the Super Bowl, so I see them definitely winning this game. But yeah, I think a I think um, a Jackson's Jackson Mahomes or Jackson Allen matchup is gonna be sick in the NFC AFC Championship game. Oh yeah, it would with the remaining of uh, with the remaining quarterbacks. Um, I think all I think all four remaining are in the AFC each at the top four. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, you yeah. had said that before. The yeah, before yeah, we I, I think you're right. I just twisted your words. I twisted my words so confusingly on that. I'm <laughs> noticing it. I was just like, <laughs> wait, like, yeah, Mike, no, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, Michael uh, Scott, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> <laughs> uh kojak i'm guessing you got the ravens in this game too so we're all in lockstep on the line all on the lines we're all on the ravens and then uh kojak and i've got kc uh shy has got the buffalo and then um am i right kojak i'm speaking for you but i just want to make yeah, no, sure you're good you're, you're good. on the ravens flock boy yeah. co yeah. give me a little ravens caw give me a little caw like give me a raven sound what do you think a raven sounds like go i can do a raven <laughs> I can do a raven call. Okay. Come here, you little raven. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, dude! So oh. raven. All right, so let's get into the last game here before we get even farther off the rails. You know, we're so far off the rails. You remember the Rugrats? It's like ooh, ee, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, jing, jang, walla walla, big bang. bang, bang. The fucking Hell monkeys yeah. take over the train. We are the monkeys, and this podcast is the train, and that's why we are off the tracks. Anyway, You're great. dude, the, I just remember the monkey with the little conductor hat on. Dude, what a great a fucking <laughs> cinematic masterpiece. I was a big Rugrats guy growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Packers at 49ers. I think this is kind of they, literally copy and paste, right? Niners are a juggernaut just like the Ravens. Packers playing with house money with a with a young first-year quarterback and Jordan Love. Um, I don't – I think the – I think the Packers have a better shot than the Texans do, 
because I think that the the Packers have just the kind of defense that kind of fucks up Brock Purdy. They can get after the quarterback a little bit, and they have aggressive wide mm-hmm. uh, cornerbacks that don't like to give a bunch of separation. So I think that'll be a fun matchup to watch the outside kind of of the uh, the the the. the San Fran's offense versus Packers defense. I think that the Packers are going to have a real tough time moving the ball and scoring in this game. Uh, I think Jordan Love does a really good job getting the ball out in time, but it's going to be imperative he does this game with that. It's a fucking. It's going to be a fucking track meet versus that defensive line. What do you think, Shy? Uh, yeah, I think I think San Fran runs away with this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jordan Love stays in it. At least tries to make a fight out of it. Um, he's playing good. It's just like you said. It's a ju- it's a juggernaut he's going up against. That whole team is loaded, whereas the Packers are the youngest team in the playoffs right now, and by a yeah. long shot. Oh, really? Um, what did, do you have? Do you have the number of how old they are? The, I don't quote me on this. I think the I think the average age right now is like twenty six or twenty seven. Wow, um, that's young as hell for the NFL. At least that's very young. Well, you got to think all of their think of their quarterback, think of their quarterback, and just their receivers. I True. think. Jordan Love is the oldest out of all of his, all of those guys, and he no, dude, bro, bro, out of training camp, their average, the number one, twenty five years old, even. Yeah, they're 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 stupid young. So like their their future their future is bright. And wow, dude, a lot of teams wow. in the playoffs are in this top ten here, dude. Bucks, Chiefs, yeah. Rams, Packers. All right, anyway. Yeah. Um. One thing that I did want to touch on with the with a uh, Stroud and um, Love comparison, well, I guess the difference between them is you look at their numbers this weekend, they both put up the same numbers. I think it was two set, 275 yards, three touchdowns, 16, both of them 16 for 21. It's just crazy how it, you have, I think the, I think the model of like letting somebody sit under, sit behind a star quarterback, I don't. I think that's a case by case basis because you see, 100%. you see, jo- you see Jordan Love put up great numbers, sat behind Rodgers for two or three years, and he's he's excelling right now, especially in the last couple of weeks. But then you look at Stroud, who was thrown out week one, and he's doing the same thing, if not better. So I, I think it's just, I think it just makes it way harder for coaches and organizations to go into drafts and go into. Uh, free agencies looking at these young guys thinking like do I just throw them out to the wolves and let them thrive out there or do I make them hold a clipboard for the next two years I think it's a very difficult thing that's becoming uh becoming apparent now yeah dude I couldn't agree more that's such a good point um especially kind of the state of both of our franchises right Mm -hmm. um but the only thing that I have to push back on there is I think that there's a there's a higher possibility is more of a possibility of something going wrong when you throw somebody to the wolves than make that person sit behind somebody. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can ruin a quarterback by throwing him to the wolves, but I think it's a lot harder to ruin a quarterback by making him sit behind somebody. You know what I mean? But, but then when you have people sit behind, like, dude, look at Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, dude. Both of those guys were 26, 27 years old before they got their opportunity. You know what I mean? Jordan Love's yeah. lucky because he came out at 20, 21. And he only sat yeah. two years, so now he's a 23, 24-year-old starter. So, I, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. It is a case-by-case basis. There's guys like Burrow. There's guys like Lawrence. There's guys that, that can kind of go in there and start right away and be functional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you guys got guys like Mac Jones and Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Zach, and Zach Wilson who – Many different ways. Yeah. Sat behind, sat behind, thrown to the wolves. It really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
like like you see Pat you see Pat Mahomes a, a couple still a couple years ago when he sat behind Alex Smith the following year's first year he threw 50 touchdowns and 5000 yards like MVP. do you think yeah do you think he needed to sit behind Alex Smith or do you think throw him out to the wolves he might have he might have still done that maybe not I mean 50, Mahomes but... is good enough that I think it didn't it probably didn't matter there but I definitely think yeah. it was a benefit to his career that he did that yeah I can see that but I mean, at least they have a plan, right? As long as you're executing yeah. a plan and not just flying by the seat of your pants. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the look ahead for that's next 49ers. week. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. 49ers Packers. Um, I'm excited. Like I did, I'm just excited for the QB Bowl. I think the three other games, we could get an upset. Who knows? We're dismissing these three games, and they're probably going to be the three best games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Mahomes, Allen, I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait for that fucking game. We finally have like another. Brady fucking Manning kind of situation going on here. Yeah. This is going to be the third time they match up in the last five years so or last four years. So mm-hmm. hopefully the first time in Buffalo. So hopefully we, we might get a different result, but uh, who knows? Like I said, we're rooting for uh, – we're rooting in a couple different directions here, but I think the best would be a, uh, a, a to rip a still-beating heart out on national television. Yeah. You, you mentioned the, uh, the Brady and Manning matchups uh, in the past. I felt like after Brady and Manning and like the the Big Ben and Brady era kind of ended. Is this the first QB like legitimate QB rival we've seen since then? Oh, for sure. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, Herbert and Tua, Herbert and Robert, Burrow. That did, hasn't I mean, been a thing. Like Rogers and Brady first... for like a couple of years while Brady was in the in, in Tampa, but like they only yeah. played once and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. I, I'm I'm excited to see these these young quarterbacks coming up and establishing their rivalries with each other. For sure, and I think that dude, the the fucking the, we're in such a good place, dude. There's so many good young quarterbacks. Like we just talked oh, about yeah. too, like C.J. Stroud and uh, Jordan Love. And I think the NFL got fucked by like Andrew Luck and like Cam Newton not having like 20 year careers. You know what I mean? Those were the mm-hmm. guys. Those were the next fucking guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, Drafted that was to the, fill the gap. Exactly, exactly. And I think when those two guys go down and you have Brady playing until he's 45, Rogers playing until he's 40. So you have these like you have these like weird gaps where there's like kind of no quarterbacks. But I mean, dude, you have so many yeah. young promising quarterbacks. Dude, even like guys like fucking Sam Howell and like it's the resurrection, uh like even like uh Kyler Murray looks like he's not a hundred percent a dud like in in, in Arizona. So yeah. like, there's even like second tier guys that could maybe make a push. But uh speaking of quarterbacks. It is time for our next installment of QB Catfish. <laughs> all right, Kojak, you're who playing. Is who is it? Who is it? Um, so, all right, like we do, like we do every week, I'm going to give you guys two quarterbacks. We're going to be going to multiple quarterbacks soon when we have more time during the uh, off season when we don't have a bunch of games to break down. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna expand this right now. We're gonna keep it at two. We got player A and B. Uh, I added games played here just because I, I just – I'm just – you guys, you've known me for a while. I'm an honest guy. I'm, everything's above board. I would never, ever oh, rig something – never rig something to my benefit. I would never, ever, ever do that. I would never do that. I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of integrity. And that's what I'm going to keep <laughs> – that's what I'm going to keep on this podcast. All right. So we'll start with player A. This is uh, stats from 2013. This player played – 16 games. So uh 4,600 yards, 29 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 
58% completion percentage with an 84 rating. Then you have player B. This is from 2017. Only 15 games started, so one less game start. Uh, so 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 68% completion with a 98 rating. Um, so I will read it back one more time for the contestants, and then they will each have an opportunity to hear the stats one more time when they are called upon. So player A, 2013, 16 games, 4,600 yards, 29-19 to 19 TD interception ratio, 58% completion, 84 rating. Player B, in 15 games in 2017, threw for 3,500 yards, 22 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 68 completion percentage with a 98 rating. And I will start with our guest, Shiloh, because I was raised right. Shout out, Bonnie. I'm going to start with our guest. The, the, the 2013 one. It was 29 and 18 with 4,600 yards. 29, 29 and 19. 4,600. 4,600 yards. 58% completion. 58% completion. Yeah. God damn, that sounds. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Jameis was in the league at that point. That sounds like a Jameis rookie year number. But <laughs> like 4,600 yards, but like eight, yeah, but 19 interceptions. Um. We'll say, I'll say Andrew Luck for 2013. All right. So once again, this exercise is to pick blindly, pick which player. Oh, you would oh want. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Play gotcha. A or B. You don't. You don't come up with a player. But you are wrong. Your guess was wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So I'll pick. I'll still pick 2013. So Sorry. player A, 2013, 16 games, 4,600 yards, 29 touchdowns, over the 15 games, 3,500 yards, 22 and 7, right? Yes. Okay. Kojak, hit me. Um, I like player A. Uh, only Why? the stats are better. Okay. Huh? No, I'm just, I just want to pick your brain. I want to hear your analysis. Um, through for more yards, the completion rate obviously is drastically worse than player B. Um, I don't know. It's tough. I want to say player A, but since Shy did A, I could go B just for the fuck of it. Oh, he's taking he's taking a bullet for the pod. Wait, what wait, 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 Kojak, are you betting on your pick? Am I what? Are you betting on it? Am I betting on B? it? Yeah, are you betting that it's B? I think it's A, but I just. Playing devil advocate and go win with B. All right, cool. It's A. Sick. All right. So player A, you guys. So Shy's pick is Matthew Stafford for 2013. Oh, damn. Okay. 4,600 yards, 58 completion, 84 rating. So it's pretty, pretty wild. The like, I don't know, 4,600 yards, like the 58% completion was like a jarring fucking number. That's kind of like why I picked this season because I saw that number when I was like perusing the stats. Is that is that Calvin Johnson's record year? Uh, hold on. Hold, please, Cal. Oh, wrong keyboard, Cal. Because that would be what? That would be six years into his career. Might be. Uh, hold, please. We're thirty seconds out. Not even two thousand thirteen. That was the year after. So he had 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. So a little down year from fucking oh. – <laughs> from our guy Megatron. Oh, man. Shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> Megatron, come on the pod if you're listening. Um, yeah. And player B, Kojak's, Kojak's franchise quarterback, is uh, 2017 Case Keenum. So Fuck my life. Congrats. You're the Broncos. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> i'm gonna kill myself all right <laughs> all right that was our our last installment of qb catfish if anybody want to make sure you like some game show music and just like send it to me for free i don't want to do any work besides like giving kojak the audio file so like hit me up um, and you got anybody all any- submissions also, any and all submissions. If I if I open mm-hmm. it and it's that fucking porn sound, I'm gonna be so <laughs> fucking mad. Like every video in 2013 was, ah! and you're like, oh come on. You do that again? It's just just no. a voiceover of my Raven call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Raven. Come here, little Raven. <laughs> all right. Do we have any uh, NFL thoughts to uh, wrap this podcast up with? Um, Look it up. What what time is the Jets and Pats game this weekend? Oh my god. All right. On that note, let's plug this bitch up. <laughs> um, I'm your I'm your co-host filling in for Burge. We miss you, buddy. I'm your co-host, Joe Sher. We're here with our producer Kojak and our guest Shiloh. Um, we appreciate you sticking around with us. Have a great rest of your week. Goodbye. Peace out, guys. <laughs>